Let us pray. Dear Lord, it's come time to, to read the Scripture. It's come time for us to, to uh, turn to your, your Holy Spirit to illuminate the passage, to, to give us that message as You intend, Lord. Lord, out of the mystery of Your Holy Spirit, You'll speak to us individually. Though I may come in time to, to speak my message, it's fascinating, Lord, that, that by You, you can, you can lift us up, You can feed us, whether it's by milk or solid food. And may it be so, Lord, as we turn to these passages, Lord. Let us hear what the Spirit says to us this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have to find myself a Bible up here. There we go. Because I don't know where mine is. I think it's back at the hotel. I know I saw it this morning. So, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 30. Verses 15 through 20. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today by loving the Lord your God, walking in His ways, observing His commandments, decrees, and ordinances, that you shall live and become numerous. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live, live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying Him and holding fast to Him. For that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Our next reading comes from Corinthians. First Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 3, 1-9. And so, brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as, a spiritual, as spiritual people, but rather as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for solid food. Even now you are still not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you, you are not of the flesh and behaving according to human inclinations. For when one says, I belong to Paul, and another, I belong to Apollos, are you not merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. And the one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose. And each will receive wages according to the labor of each. For we are God's servants, working together. You are God's field, God's building. May God bless the reading of this Word. The title of my, my sermon is A Really, Really Bad Day. Have you ha ever had a really bad day? Have you? I don't know. 
and you might find this message of interest. As the Lord your God said, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today, was said to God's people. I'm struck by the legal imagery of Deuteronomy. With this one verse, I can see the courtroom with me as the defendant. After having walked through the halls lined with people awaiting their own trial, seeking their own counselors, I find my attorney sipping coffee in the corner. And we are eventually ushered to the defense table just beyond the bar in the well of the courtroom. The audience fills behind me. I'm waiting in silence when the sound of the gavel calls the court to order. I'm urged to look beside me, to the left. I look across the aisle and seated at the prosecution's table sits the ultimate counselor, God, the great I Am. Then my eyes drift back toward the audience sitting in the gallery behind God and every seat is taken. There's even people standing in the back. I dare to look to the right side. And I feel my hope die. A rush of despair comes over me because through my right side behind me, behind the defense table in the gallery, there is no one. There is no one. God's side is filled. My side is empty. Well, then I look up to the bench and there seated on the bench is God. I look over to the jury and there seated is God. I'm, just, I'm seated at the defense table alone. Only to make matters worse, God is everywhere I turn. This is taking shape to be a really bad day. And it didn't need to be that way. Out of an ancient commentary, Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown, ancient, written in the late 1800s, but it, on this very passage that I highlighted this morning, it was written, the choice was left to them. The choice was left to them, the people of God. To make the choice between life and death, blessing and curse. How does that look? As it's written in the Scripture, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying His voice and holding fast to Him. For He is your life and lengths of days that you may dwell in the land of the Lord's or to your fathers. End of quotation. In other words, there is a life God intended for us. For most of us, that life remains not fully realized. But the burden is upon us because we have a choice. Have you ever had a really bad day? As I like to say, if you live long enough, you're going to have a really bad day. I sure have. I've had my share of really bad days. And oh, how I wish I could blame someone else for my really bad days. 
When I look back, it's the result of the choices I have made. Stephen R. Covey, recognize the name, Stephen R. Covey, wrote the book, The Seven Habits of Effective People. He wrote, I am not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions. I am not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions. To this point, I know a grandmother who some years ago was invited to help her daughter-in-law to babysit the newborn first grandchild, the newborn first granddaughter. The new mother wanted to attend her 10th high school reunion. And it was in town. It was easy. It meant the new grandmother would be babysitting for just a few hours. The grandmother's response, and this is a true story, the grandmother's response was, I'm going to have an attack of arthritis that evening. By the way, the high school reunion was still three months out. Needless to say, the mother found another babysitter. You may know where this is going. The other grandmother was more than willing to watch her first granddaughter. One grandmother missed an opportunity to bond with her granddaughter. The other grandmother was beginning what would become a wonderful relationship. Imagine the impact of that missed opportunity. The granddaughter recently said of the second grandmother, said to me of the second grandmother, we always had a special bond. I believe it began when that second grandmother made the choice to take some time to be with her granddaughter. As for each of us, we know which decision surely leads to that well-lived life and that happiness. And happiness, I have to help you with that. Happiness does not always mean giggling and dancing. Sometimes happiness means simply peace. And all of that's the product of our decisions. How are we going to respond? The way our day feels is the product of our choices. Have you ever had a really bad day? You're with me, you have. I'm having a great day. I am. I'm having a great day today. Today you're making a decision that impacts this congregation. Those of you who stay behind after the service, you will be making a decision. I guess also if you leave, you're making a decision too. But the thing is, is that you're making a decision that impacts the congregation. You're choosing a pastor. I'm hoping you're going to elect me. So I'm having a great day. But I can tell you, no matter your decision this afternoon, I'm having a great day. When my feet hit the floor this morning, I chose to have a great day. In the early morning, I immediately sent some texts to my dear friends reminding them of the events of today. Now, the developing circumstances will not impact my choice. I'm having a great day. That said, now listen, if you elect me as your pastor, I have to admit that I will be having an even better day. So, are you having a really bad day? You're not alone. Fox News, some people turn it on, some people don't. Fox News recently reported the average American has, catch this, the average American has 60 bad days a year. 60 bad days a year. 
A study of 2,000 working people examining how they dealt with stress. Not surprisingly, remember the key word is working. Not surprisingly, the average respondent blamed work for four out of five of their bad days. There's another study that was made by uh, the fitness app, Freeletics. If you ever go on and look for it, it, they have versions of Freeletics and all kinds of things. But Freeletics, it reported not getting enough sleep was the biggest contributing factor to a bad day. Two-thirds of the respondents, when they admitted to having a bad day, said that it was due to not getting enough sleep. So there can be very obvious, simple reasons why we are having a bad day. But I go back to what God is teaching us out of the Scripture, is that we choose. God lays before us blessings. Sometimes we grab onto the curses. God lays before us opportunities. Sometimes we close the doors. Are you having a really bad day? Are you having a good day? Thankfully, it's our choice. We worship a loving God. Whether God is across the aisle prosecuting us or whether God is on the bench judging us or whether God is in the jury box making a decision over us, at the end of the day, God can only love us. And every decision is based on that love. Let us pray. Dear Lord, You give us this day. We decide our response. The choice may be ours, thankfully. You give us more than once. To our God of second chances, in Christ's name we pray. Amen.